Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and you're listening to episode 65. Finding Clarity is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church in Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. Our purpose with this podcast is to answer questions that you might have about Christianity, your faith in Jesus Christ, and your walk with Christ. And so each week we present a question that has been presented to us, and we seek to answer it from a biblical perspective so that you understand what God's Word says about that particular issue. Today, we're going to kind of build upon what we talked about last week. Last week, we looked at the question about, do I become an angel when I die? Well, we want to build on that and answer the question of, will I keep my body when I die? I'm not going to become an angel, but will I keep my body when I die? So we're going to look at that question today, look at what the scripture says, and give you some understanding about the issue of what happens when you and I die, what happens to our bodies. Now, we know that there is a general principle that it was basically shared by God in the beginning, in the garden with Adam and Eve, in Genesis chapter 3, when they were cursed because of their sin. God makes a pronouncement to them concerning the fact that they're going to need to work the rest of their lives. But he also talks to them about the reality that they're going to experience physical death. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 19, he says this, In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you shall return. So there he's talking about, first of all, our creation, and then talking about the reality that we're going to face physical death as a part of the curse. And with that aspect of physical death comes the reality that this body that I dwell is going to decompose and it's going to return to the elements. But you're saying now, George, Well, the Bible actually talks about a whole lot more than just me dying physically. Because I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, what will happen to me? What will happen to my body when I die? So it actually opens up the question about what what will happen to the believer when he dies. And then we're going to also look at, a little bit later in the podcast, what will happen to an unbeliever when they die. So first of all, for the believer, I just want to make three points here, and I'm going to show you the scriptures to help you to understand. The very first point that you need to grasp is that when a believer, that is somebody who recognizes who Jesus Christ is, that he is the Son of God, God, that he came in flesh, was born in flesh, fully man, fully human, lived a perfect life, was falsely accused, put on the cross, 
bore our sin, died there, was buried, raised again, sits on the right hand of the Father. By my faith in him, I'm saved. So what happens when I die? Well, the first thing we see from the scripture is, is that we will be with Jesus in heaven. Not in this physical body, but in our spirit. See, at death, the body is separated from the soul. And the soul will continue to live on. And what happens is, is that for you and I as believers, when we die, we will be with Jesus. In fact, that's what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Notice with me verses 4 through 8. Notice his argument here. For we who are in this tent groan, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality shall be swallowed up by life. Now he who has prepared for us this very thing is God, who also has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Notice verse 8, For we are confident, yes, well-pleased, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. What, what's he saying here? He's saying, you know, right now, I'm separated from the Lord because I live in this fleshy body. But my faith is in the future that one day I will be with him. But when I get, take off this tent, this is also a phrase that is used by Peter in his epistle, in his second epistle, in chapter 1, I'm going to get a new body. But in the meantime, this body groans. It, it's, it's tired of this world. And when I leave this body at death, Paul makes it very clear that I'm going to be, my soul is going to be immediately with Jesus. Immediately with Jesus. Now, here's the second thing I want you to see. We're not always going to be in the Spirit with Jesus. You say, well, when we die, we're separated from our physical bodies. We're, you know, the soul continues to exist. Yes, that's true. But we're going to receive a resurrected body. Here's the second point. We'll receive a resurrected body. So notice a few things that Paul is saying. First of all, in Romans chapter 8, verse 23, here Paul is talking not so much about our receiving this resurrected body, but the anticipation of this resurrected body. Notice what he says. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption the redemption of our body. That's we're, the this sinful body becoming something new. And this is talking about the anticipation of what will happen one day in the future when we receive a resurrected body. He also talks about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We mentioned these verses last week. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Notice with me verses 35 
through 53. We're not going to read all of these verses. I'm just going to kind of go through this passage, point some things out to you. Starts off in verse 35, talking about this issue about believers receiving a resurrected body. He's answering the question about the resurrection to the Corinthians. He says, but someone will say, how are the dead raised up and with what body do they come? Verse 36, foolish one, what you sow is not made alive unless it dies. When you sow, you do not sow that body that shall be, but mere grain, perhaps wheat or some other grain. But God gives it a body as he pleases, and to each seed its own body. All flesh is not the same flesh. But there is one kind of flesh of men and another flesh of animals, of fish, and of birds. talks about celestial bodies. So verse 42, so also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. Now, what's he talking about sown in corruption? Well, it's sown dead in corruption. We're sinful. It's raised incorruptible. It's sown in dishonor. Verse 43, it, it is raised in glory. It's sown in weakness. It is raised in power. Verse 44, it is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body, he says in verse 44. Now, when we come down to verse 49, he says, And we have borne the image of the man of dust. We shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. Verse 50, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood do not inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Okay, so let me just stop. Let me explain what's, what Paul's talking about here. Okay, so I've already mentioned to you that when we die right now, death separates the soul from the body. And so my body returns to corruption, returns to dust. My soul goes to be immediately with Jesus. When, in the future, when Jesus comes back for the church in the rapture, we see that there will be a sound of a trumpet and a twinkling of an eye. All will be changed. Those believers who are living will be changed from corruption into incorruption. Those who have died and their souls are with Christ, they will receive then their resurrected bodies. So we're going to receive our resurrected bodies. We're not going to have our old body. Our old body was sinful. Our old body can't be in the presence of God but we'll receive a new body. Now, there's one third point that I want to make before I go on and talk about what happens with unbelievers. Here's the third point. This is significant. We will be made perfect and cleansed from all sin. Let me say that again. We will be made perfect and cleansed from all sin. So when I die... 
This is why our why Paul refers to it as our bodies are groaning, waiting for that day when we can throw off this body and receive our new body. The reason why is because Paul talks about it in Romans chapter 6, because in me, in my flesh, dwells sin. And we get to throw off this body and receive a new body. And what's what's significant about that new body? That body is going to be perfect. That body is not going to be like my old body with a tendency to sin. It'll be free from sin. It'll be cleansed from sin. In fact, I would say that body is going to be in a state similar to the way Adam was before the fall. And what I mean by that is in a sinless state. We're going to be free from sin. Now, the difference is is that in the future, we're not going to have that choice that Adam had in choosing to sin. We're not going to have that choice. So, okay, so to answer the question, what happens to my body when I die? This body that you have returns to the earth, bottom line. But your soul continues to go on to be with Christ and will be with him until the time that he comes back. And when he comes back, that's when the first resurrection happens. That's when the believers will receive a new body, an incorruptible body, a perfect body, and it will be perfect and free from sin. I think that's what we long for. Now, that leads to a further question. Well, okay, George, what about those who don't know Jesus? I mean, right now, our culture likes to think uh, it's everywhere that everybody's going to heaven, everybody's okay, no matter what, unless there's somebody really bad, like an axe murderer or a child molester, everybody's going to heaven it's all going to be fantastic. Well, I'm sorry to say that's not true. The reality is, is that those who don't know Christ, those who don't believe, those who have rebelled against God, and all humanity has rebelled against God, Romans chapter 1 through chapter 3 lists several different groups of people and how they're all condemned. But the reality is, is that what happens to them when they die? Well, Revelation chapter 20 gives us a glimpse into what happens to those who die without Christ, who are unbelievers. So I want you to notice with me verses... 11 through 15. Let me read to you these verses. I may also intersperse it with a few comments. Okay? Verse 11, the writer John says, I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away, for there was found no place for them. All right, let me just stop, make a comment. This is talking about the final judgment. And Paul refers to this also in his letters as the day of terror. The day of terror. And obviously we see that in verse 11. All right, so notice now verse 12. I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works 
by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it. Death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged each according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. All right, so what happens to the unbeliever? What, what happens to his body when he dies? Well, of course, it returns to the dust that it came from. But in the future, at the judgment, those bodies are all raised up. The sea gives up the dead. Everything gives up the dead. And they stand before God to be judged. And the books will be open. Now, what are these books? These books are the record of everything that everybody has ever done and it's basically to show that everyone is sinful. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, is what Romans says. And what happens then is, notice now, they're not judged, they're not cast into the lake of fire simply because the records show that they're sinful. Verse 15 says, that anyone who is not found in the book of life. What is the book of life? Well, the book of life is that book which records the names of those who have had faith, who, who have had their faith in Christ at some point in all of the world. It's those who are not found in the book of life, it says, they will be cast into the lake of fire which earlier we see in the verses it says, and this is the second death. They'll be cast into eternal judgment for the rest of their lives, which Jesus said, where the fire is not quenched and the worm does not die, eternal torment as a punishment. So that's what happens. Two significantly different outcomes for humanity. First of all, for those who believe We'll cast off these old bodies. We'll receive new bodies. We'll be perfect. We'll be without sin. We'll be with Jesus. For the unbeliever, it's a different story. They don't get a new body. They don't get another chance. They're actually judged, and they will spend the rest of eternity in eternal torment and judgment. Finding Clarity podcast is really trying to provide an opportunity for the average person in our church to listen and learn and be informed about what the Bible says concerning specific issues. We recognize that there are a lot of things that we don't cover in our morning messages or in our Bible studies, but we need to provide an avenue for answering questions that you might have. And so maybe you're listening, and this has provided an answer for you. I would like to invite you to one of our services here. We meet at 1045 on Sunday morning for a time of worship, and it's a come-as-you-are service, so it really doesn't matter how you dress. We just want you to come and learn about Jesus. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania, and uh, we look forward to maybe seeing you on Sunday. You say, how can I listen to this podcast regularly. Well, there are several ways that you can listen to this podcast. Number one, you can get our church app. 
we have an app that's for both on Android and Apple devices. You just simply need to go to the app stores for those devices, do a search on Kerwinsville Christian Church, and you'll come to our church app. And there's a lot of other resources with our church app we would encourage you to explore. But if you go to media, you'll see there the Finding Clarity podcast is listed among the other things that we have there, and you can listen each week. You can also go to our webpage, KerwinsvilleChristian.org, click on the media link, and you'll see a link there for the Finding Clarity podcast. So you can listen to this podcast or other podcasts that we've done in the past. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Finding Clarity Podcast. And you can like that page and that'll show up in your news feed whenever we put a new podcast on. Next week, we're going to continue in this discussion about death and what happens to a believer after he dies and, and answering some questions with reference to that. Next week, we're going to look at the question, what does it mean that the dead in Christ will rise first? comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 in a passage that refers to the rapture. So what does it mean that the dead in Christ will rise first? So we're going to look at that question next week. We trust that all of you will have a great day, and we trust you'll be back listening next week. Take care.